were looking for a way to change your life. You got it. I kind of think in some ways, selfishly, that it should remain a secret because it is such an advantage. Knuckle stuck. Start optimizing your mental and physical performance. Optimize yourself. All right. Happy Thursday, all you optimal performers. Thanks for listening and welcome to another episode of the Optimal Performance Podcast. So we always think our guests are special, but today's guest is a man who commands tremendous respect. Uh, And I got to be honest with you guys, I'm a little bit nervous to do this. So uh, Commander Mark Devine, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Yeah, it's my pleasure. My pleasure, Ryan. I'm looking forward to it. I am too. I am too. So, uh, for our listeners who who may not know the name and know who you are, um, Mark Devine is the owner of Seal Fit. He's a New York Times bestselling author uh, and retired Navy Seal commander. Uh, so, as you may expect today, we're going to talk a lot about uh, his his project with Seal Fit, uh, developing the unbeatable mind, the twenty X mindset, uh, and, and what Seal Fit is all about and how it can benefit. Um, our listeners. So um, with that, let's get right into it. Yeah. Uh, Coach Devine, in, in your words, what is the 20X mindset? Well, it's something that you got to experience firsthand, didn't you, Ryan? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, well, the 20X mindset is a, it's a knowingness, a deep knowingness that you're capable of far more um, than um, then you've been led to believe. Let's put it that way. Um, you know, our, our philosophy here at SealFit is that the human being has uh, tremendous potential, most of it largely untapped, most of it largely untapped. And so um, we endeavor to create training programs and events that um, help you touch base with this potential. Uh, you may not unlock all of it, but you unlock some of it and you experience what we call your first 20X moment where you, know, you truly do accomplish something physically, mentally, emotionally, or um, you know, uh, just in terms of accomplishment um, that's, that's at least 20 times what you thought was possible. And so um, it, once you experience that and then you unlock that um, key and you learn the skills to develop that 20x mindset, then um, it's an it's a ever, you know, uh, escalating journey toward higher and higher, you know, levels of accomplishment that each one kind of blows the other one away. Yeah, That's kind of what it's Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head where the, the, the moment you have that first aha moment where you realize, yeah. hey, I can do this, or yes, I can, it, it's, it's kind of a self-perpetuating cycle, you build momentum, and then it keeps going. Yeah, yeah. If, I guess when you when you go through a Kokoro camp or, or a seal fit, you do experience that, and, and you're you're in an environment where you almost you can't fail. Um, I'm mm-hmm. sure some people have have left, but you know if, if you stay, the system is there to help people. Uh, yeah. But if 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 you're training, let's say somebody has signed up for one, they put their name on the line, they're going to do mm-hmm. it. They're training to go to show up for this, or or even if somebody's not preparing for Kokoro or Seal Fit, how can we get that first victory, or or how can we approach uh, life in a way that you know we we sure. get that get over that first hump and start building that momentum? Well, as you're well aware, Ryan, the the first victory is the commitment, right? Um, you know, we say to people, don't, don't even consider Kokoro Camp uh, or a 20X, one of our 20X programs, 
and I'll explain you know, to your listeners what Kokoro Camp is in a moment, don't even consider it until you're ready to fully commit because um, that, uh, you know, that kind of wishy-washy wavering will lead to a fail before you even, even show up. And we routinely have uh, people who just don't even show up for the training. And it's because you know, they, they were lukewarm or they got suckered into it or, or they didn't really understand the ramifications of what they're getting themselves into. And so they lacked the full commitment. And the closer and closer they got to get to the event, you can imagine the dread that starts to build in them. And because they never committed fully, they didn't begin the training, right? They didn't try to close the gap between where they were in terms of their physical, mental, and emotional readiness and where they needed to be to successfully navigate the course. And so they just don't show up. Or they show up and they get injured really quickly. And we call those quinjuries, which, you know, it's really uh, a quit, but they mask it as an injury, right? Um, so the first, you know, for some people who've never really committed to something that uh, arduous or that challenging, just the commitment is a 20x experience. I mean, it's, it's super empowering, super scary. Um, it might be terrifying for some people to commit to something that's, you know, 50 hours of nonstop physical and mental training. Um, but that, that, that commitment does something magical to us, especially if you do it with someone else who's going to hold you accountable. But, you know, even if, if done alone, you're holding yourself accountable. You know, you're, you're, you witness that commitment and you're, and you're deeply committed to your own um, growth as a human being. And so now there's no turning back, right? You burn those boats and then, you know, that courage starts to well up and flow into you. And the courage, then, you know, you, then you start to train. Um, and that's, you know, where our, my staff and the coaches stand by to support. Say, okay, how do you, how do you prepare for Kokoro? How do you close the gap? Well, you know, everyone's going to have a different path. It really depends upon what you've done up to that point in your life, um, what skills you have, you know, what's your endurance, your stamina, your work capacity, your durability, those types of things. And so you close the gaps, right, until you get closer and closer to the event. And as you do, and the gaps get closed tighter and tighter, the fear starts to kind of go away. And then you have the sense of, um, you know, certainty about the training, the sense of certainty about your, your, um, your abilities, right, to accomplish the task. And so that's, that certainty is another 20x experience because, you know, m- many people go through life with no sense of certainty, right? Um, they really are acting out of fear day in and day out. And they're just reacting to you know, that subtle sense of anxiety or fear because they, they don't know whether they can do something. They don't know whether they can survive uh, a fight. They don't know whether they, you know, what they're, how they're going to act in a crisis. And, and that kind of low-grade pervasive fear of not knowing how you're going to react because you don't know yourself at that level, you know, is debilitating. And so just developing a sense of certainty that you know you can accomplish something uh, because you've got the skills and the tools and the mental control and, and the ability to frame the dialogue for victory. And I think that's a powerful 20x experience. And then, of course, doing the event itself just cements it in at a rock solid layer. It like burns it into your psyche at all levels so that when you come out of that event, what we call a crucible, and, and there's a reason we call it a crucible because that's where you smelt steel you know it's like you mm-hmm. you go in as one type of being and then you get cooked at all levels and you come out right you come out as a piece of steel but you know a human steel and so that that crucible then becomes another 20x and so you've had several 20x experiences all the way up to the event itself and it's super powerful 
you know, I'm, I'm kind of smiling as you say all that stuff because I remember uh, we had two incredible coaches when, when we went through the, the 20X Challenge. Um, oh, yeah. QD, uh, Quattro oh, Deuce, yeah. and, uh, and Coach McLeod. And I remember yeah. at the end, after we'd been secured, uh, we actually we got to go out to eat with these guys. And, um, you know, I forget which one of them, but said, you know, always sharpening the blade. Um, Absolutely. You know, and if you look around in nature, whether it's the alpha lion or, or a flower, that when you stop growing, you start dying. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, as you, it's funny that you mentioned steel and, and you know, hardening and sharpening. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, this is something that I guess my question to you is, if, if you share that same kind of outlook and philosophy with these guys, is that something that is, is that a trait that's inherent to, people who are drawn to seal culture or is that something that you guys have uh not not ingrained in you but you know is that something that's cultivated through your training or maybe a mix of both the answer is both um but to let, let's just say there's the inspirational stage then the aspirational stage and then the performance stage right the inspirational stage is hey that looks cool I wonder if I can do that, right? And a lot of people stay there, read a book, uh, you know, they, they watch the videos, they're inspired by the training, but they're never going to go there. And that's cool, right? There's no judgment here. They've got other things in their life that are important. Um, but if you're inspired and then you aspire to learn and grow so that you can act and think, the way that we're discussing here on this podcast, then you, you know, shift in this aspirational stage where you are actively seeking uh, the knowledge, actively seeking to learn, right? And so this is when you will actually push the button on the website to enroll in, let's say, our three-day fundamental academy or a two-day basic training certification, the first of which we're running this week, actually, this Thursday and Friday, uh, to learn the skills of how to train in what we call both working out and working in. And working out is the classic seal fit operator workouts, operator wads, which are very challenging um, at best, um, you know, inconceivable to a lot of people when they first look at them. But then when you work through the process and do the on-ramp and then the basic wad and then you get to this op wad, all of a sudden you're able to accomplish it. And then you're able to accomplish it RX at, you know, prescribed lows. It's an incredibly empowering uh, moment. And uh, it, it's life-changing to be able to work at that level, right? Um, anyways, and then the working in is our method of, and you alluded to it before, it's our unbeatable mind. It's the, it's the process that I've developed for training mental toughness and emotional resiliency through your training, right? Um, you can also train it through other things. We call it practice, practicing like warrior yoga and, um, and a lot of other things, but we deliberately train it through the seal fit training model um, with the big four skills of mental toughness through the team, you know, team effect and through the crucible um, type training, which are different training methods. So when you, um, when you stack it all up, I think first, you know, I heard uh, somewhere once that if you want to grow first, you have to wake up, right? And once you wake up to this need to grow this, this compulsion to sharpen the sword every day, then you never go back. Like you said, once you realize that you've got to train every day to sharpen the sword, and the SEALs we call it uh, earning our trident. You have to mm -hmm. earn your trident every day. It's not a one-time thing. You go through buds, you're a SEAL, woohoo, you know, and then you can go party and, you know, everyone's going to love you. Uh-uh, doesn't work that <laughs> way, you know. 
that's when the work starts, right? You got to work. Like your, your job as a SEAL gets harder by a magnitude of five to 10 X once you get through SEAL training. People don't realize that, <laughs> right? That's right. when the real work begins. You got to earn that every day. Well, that's, that's like waking up because a lot of people, Ryan, as you know, never experience that. They go through their entire lives just kind of getting by based upon what they've been spoon fed by society, their family or, or whatever their own uh, self-imposed limitations are. But when you get inspired by something, and it might be a Spartan race or a, a Tough Mudder, or it might be just watching a movie like Lone Survivor, um, you know, a lot of people tell me they got inspired by reading or seeing something about the SEALs, and they looked up on it, all of a sudden, here comes SEAL Fit, and they started watching our videos, and they're like, holy crap, I wonder if I could do that, right? And then that wonderment starts to wake them up, and they're thinking, maybe there is something more. Maybe I am leaving something on the table. I really do want to experience what these guys experience. I want to feel that kind of certainty. I want to feel that confidence, that utter true confidence to know that, you know, that you're going to be able to kick ass and take names, whatever is thrown at you. And then, you know, if once you wake up, that's not enough, then you got to show up, right? And showing up is doing the work every single day, right? You wake up and you show up with a hundred percent effort, with a smile on your face, right? Being a good teammate. And those are all then habits and skills you develop of discipline, drive, and determination to get the job done, to close the gap, right? And then through that process, you end up growing up. So you wake up and show up so you can grow up. Isn't that interesting? I love that. I like and that. So that's kind of like inspiration, aspiration, and performance. Getting to the performance, the performance is really not a big deal. That's just the event. You know, that's just basically going to the event, whether it's Kokoro Camp or an expedition or you know, board meeting, whatever it is in your life, those challenging moments that you want to be at your peak, when, when you train for them and you uh, win in your mind, then those moments are easy and they're fun, right? And you, and you just dominate them because you uh, train for them every day as if they were real. Just like the SEALs train for the firefight, they train for war every single day. So when they get to war, you know what I mean? The guys are all excited about it, literally. I mean, there's a little bit of nervousness, but they know what's common and they're not afraid. I mean, they're let me just rephrase it. There is fear, but it's not the fear that normal people feel. It's managed fear, right? right. Because we manage it with our training. Right. It, it's not the debilitating, crippling, you know, fear. Right. It, and, and you're prepared for it. I think that, that's, it. that's definitely something that's, that's, that's kind of the lesson behind all of this is, is to be able to be prepared for whatever situation you're going to be facing. Um, yeah. you, know, you know, so uh, you've mentioned a couple of times already, um, you know, how some people uh, or a lot of people kind of are, are laying dormant, so to speak, or uh, mm-hmm. maybe have this um, uh, underlying belief somewhere that they know that there's that they have this potential that they're not capitalizing on. And, and I actually have read some things that you've written where you call the you've said that the Kokoro camps are, are a great bullshit detector or, or BS detector. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, well, I guess true. so. Two part question on that is, I guess, what is causing this latency or, you know, whatever you want to call it in our society. Um, and then I guess, uh, can you elaborate on how the, the camps and, and seal fit, what you guys do, um, kind of expose that and force you to reckon with, uh, what you've been doing and make that change? Sure. Um, well, what we've noticed, <laughs> and I'm sure you have too, is that, um, the human, being thrives on hard work, right? And yet it resists it, right? 
um, it resists hard work until um, until the uh, human experiences the fruits of hard work, which are hard to appreciate, they're hard to see, they're hard to even comprehend if you haven't gone through the tribulations of hard work. Does that make sense? Yes. Uh, and so we've grown up in a society that um, really avoids hard work at all costs. You know, we, we take great, great pains to ensure that what we do is not hard <laughs> and that everything we do is easy and can be solved with a pill or a TV show or, you know, a drink. And so, you know, it's, it's, it really is different than generations. Even when I grew up, you know, in upstate New York in, in the early 60s, uh, hard work was much easier to find. <laughs> you know, it wasn't like I had to go looking. My dad, like, used us as a little slave tribe. That was hard work. And then my, uh, my best friend Bill had a farm, and we used to farm it primarily during the summer, but there was some work in the winter. But, you know, bailing hay all summer long, that was hard work. Talk right. about functional workout. And then in the Adirondacks, you know, uh, we used to go on these 18 to 20 mile rucks, you know, we'd just call it a hike in the woods. But, you know, that was hard work. And we just learned, you know, that at the end of those days, how good we felt. And we watched our bodies develop, you know, into hard, you know, bodies at a young age. And our minds, right, were developing alongside. And so, you know, we learned to appreciate that. And then, of course, that carried through into athletics. Um, you know, I was a competitive swimmer and rower and triathlete and then in the martial arts and then, of course, the SEALs. I mean, there's no place that works harder probably in the world in terms of the physical and mental daily output required of a SEAL. Um, anyways, my point is that you really have to search these things out nowadays, right? It, it, it's, you know, technology and the way work is organized has really um, created it, it made it hard to find hard work. You know what I mean? Right. And, and even the way people exercise, it was like, you know, just do 20 minutes three times a week. That's all you need. Or go for a brisk walk, right? Or, you know, P90X was actually, I, I valued P90X when that came out because that was actually pretty hard, you know, and people are like, oh my God, this is hard work. And then CrossFit. So what's happened is there's been a resurgence in the past 10 years, uh, more like last five years, I would say, of programs that are actually hard. And so people are starting to go, oh, wow, that feels good. You know, I, I really... I feel good after running that Spartan race or I feel good after that go ruck and I feel good after the 20X challenge at SealFit or, or even just making it through a SealFit operator workout, you know, <laughs> that's challenging. And so um, we're hope, you know, hoping, I'm hoping along with uh, my peers who are in this industry to rekindle passion for hard work and then have that permeate our, you know, through our society at all levels. Um, and so, you know, ultimately, as you're probably well aware, even though Seal Fit is the name of the company, and it sounds like we're a fitness company, we really are about developing strong people, mm -hmm. right? We're, we're about developing character, uh, strength of body, mind, and spirit. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if I answered your question. That kind of went a little <laughs> bit of tangent. No, I, I think that's a great answer. And, and uh, I know we haven't talked about this before we came on, but I also own a gym and it's House of Strength. And, and that's... You know the the name is is kind of all encompassing. I mean, it's it's like you yeah. said what what we do in the fitness side of it is is just the uh, it's the vessel that you know helps you to develop into this person who when you when you constantly throw a challenge at yourself and overcome it and conquer it you you do you start to 
to realize that you can conquer anything and that's what kind of right. builds and fosters that unbeatable mindset and right. it, it does like you said it permeates into every aspect of your life and that's what it's really all about knowing that mm-hmm. whatever life throws at you you can handle um right now you mentioned a couple of times that uh, the, the incredible volume in the the seal fit program um, that seals are, are some of the hardest working people. So I know you're huge on recovery, especially warrior yoga. Um, mm-hmm. Is that something that you, uh, I guess, were, were you had to learn that because of the need for it? Is that something that came out of necessity? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, when I was a, a seal, we didn't have this, uh, as much science, and the, and the seals didn't have the. They have a program called the Human Performance um, Center, and so now they're um, they're starting to really understand that you know a training program needs to be balanced. You know the, the hard needs to be balanced with the soft, and so. Um, but when I went was uh, SEAL, none of that was there, and we just trained, 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 and then broke. You know what I mean? Right. right. <laughs> and there's a lot of broken SEALs <laughs> from my generation. Um, fortunately I avoid getting broken and, um, I began, I took up yoga as a, um, as a balance, uh, back in, gosh, 1999, I think I got into the seals in 90 In 99, I started uh, 98 or 99. I started doing yoga and I never stopped and it's become a huge part of my training program. So I try to spend as much time doing the yoga and the working in skills off the grinder as I do on the grinder when I train. And then it's also brought uh, uh, t- tremendous mindfulness into how I prepare for my training and how I um, handle myself immediately after training, you know, which I consider the two, you know, the two bookends, right, mm-hmm. to a training session. Preparation um, is really important. And so I use some yoga drills for that, you know, in more dynamic fashion. And I use some breathing practices and some, you know, some mental training for that to prep and that ensures that I have a safe and effective workout. And then after the WAD, we, we call these the pre and the post standard operating procedures or SOPs. After the WAD, we, we have some yoga drills also that we do. And um, we do a, 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 what we call a recapitulation uh, session. And uh, we try to learn from our mistakes and to grow from it, not just physically, but also mentally and emotionally. And so, you know, that all those practices come from my yoga training, right? And so I've really done, uh, I've worked hard and I continue to evolve it to where, you know, I'm trying to develop um, fit almost to be like a, a Western yoga, <laughs> believe it or not. <laughs> Even though we're using barbells, it's no different than doing poses, right? You can do poses, but the key with yoga is to move with the breath and intentional and develop concentration. It's the science of the mind. The flexibility is almost secondary, but it's extremely important. Um, so with seal fit, you know, if you're, if you're doing barbell training, you can do it just like yoga where you're moving with the breath and you're very mindful and you're developing your concentration and it's no different at all. You're just developing strength instead of flexibility. Um, and boy, does it really, um, power your training and make it, you know, make it a much more of an integrated experience. And ultimately Ryan seal fit is what I call an integrated training program. So we integrate Physical, mental, emotional, intuitional, and spiritual. You remember those are the five mountains. <laughs> I do. Training. I do. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I guess now would be as good a time as any to, to ask you to elaborate for our listeners what um, you know. What's the difference between Kokoro and the Twenty X Challenge? And um, I know you guys. You, you mentioned you have some new offerings starting later this week. Sure. Um, we have two kind of train. Well, 
three, I guess, three training models now that I mention it. Um, one is, you know, you can experience seal fit just by doing the workouts at a gym. Um, now we're not like CrossFit. We haven't affiliated or licensed gyms, but there, I do have some senior seals who run programs. You met Quattro Deuce. So mm-hmm. his CrossFit gym and, um, is Trident Fitness in, um, Virginia, they run a seal fit program. And then Dan Cirillo with CrossFit Bellevue runs one up in Washington. And of course, Brad McLeod down in Florida. Um, and, and so, or, you know, a lot of folks um, have come to my training, uh, my academies in the past. And so then they, they've done that to learn the model or we train, you know, them. And so then they're doing the training with their team. And so there's military units who do seal fit. Um, and there's like law enforcement guys. And, you know, so then there's CrossFit gyms that do seal fit wads like on a Saturday as a team training. And right now that's mostly informal, although this certification program um, that we're starting on f- this week, Thursday, Friday, and we're going to run another one in November, and then we're going to kind of kick it off uh, around the country in 2016 is to, we call it the basic training cert. And it's really a practitioner cert. It's like, okay, if you look at the seal fit training model, uh, pr- primarily op wad and the soft wad, the special ops wad, which is for uh, soft candidates. Uh, some people with a really strong background, like you as a coach or, or others uh, who have been you know, training for a long time and no CrossFit or been a CrossFit they're going to look at those and go, okay, I get that. And, and I can do the movements and you know, I can run with it. But the vast majority of people are going to be like, I don't even understand you know, what an RDL is or what a man maker is or you know what I mean, what a Curtis right. P is. And I don't know how to do it properly. And I don't know what loads I should do. And I don't know how to scale. And I don't know how to substitute because I don't have this equipment or that equipment. And, and so the basic training cert is to basically over two days is to download the training model. Why and how do we do strength training? Why and how do we do stamina training? Why and how do we do work capacity? Why and how do we do durability? How do we put it all together? How do we do endurance training? And so you can go train. And it's not designed to certify you to coach, but to certify you to actually do this stuff without killing yourself. Right. And then that'll lead, that'll pre-qualify you um, along with some other prereqs to eventually come to the advanced training cert, which will be a coaching cert where you'll be able to engage with SealFit as a coach to help out at like 20Xs like Brad and, uh, you know, that type of thing. Or eventually we're even looking at maybe a franchise model, but that's kind of down the road. We're taking our time with this because I don't want to gun deck it and, and have a lot of sloppy stuff out there. Because you can't make seals overnight, and you can't mass produce seal fit coaches overnight either. <laughs> right. Anyway, so that's that, that's I'm excited about that program. That's our newest program, and that is to teach the daily training, op wad, soft wad, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The second model we have is the academy setting. Now, this is done only here at headquarters with me. And my headquarters staff, it's like the high-end training. It's like, you know, you, you know, You're good. whatever. It's the highest. You know, I don't know how to say this. I, tr- I, can, I can only be in so many places at one time. Right. And so I like to train. You know, I like to coach. I don't want to be running all around the country just giving speeches or doing this and that. I, I literally want to be moving barbells and, and doing this work. Uh, and so I have these academies, which are live-in immersion academies, at SealFit headquarters in Encinitas, California, and for three days and five days, and then for the Spec Ops one, it's 21 days or 20, 18 or 20 days, something like that. Uh, I, we can take up to 20 people at a time, and they, we literally live on site. We train from five in the morning until seven or eight at night, sometimes around the clock, just soaking up the full model. So that's like the warrior monk immersion right, experience. And then 
so those academies are cool. Uh, fundamentals is three days, comprehensive is five days, and the soft academy is 18 days. We run those you know, roughly uh, three to five times a year, depending on the program. The soft academy, twice a year in the summer. Okay. And then the third model we have is what you experience. That's the crucible. And the crucible is just a kick in the jimmy. That's to test your character, to kind of burn in all the training that you've done to date, right? To, to take that, you know, you close the gap, then you go test, and now we lock it in. It's like you ratchet up your, you ratchet up your knowingness of your capabilities, you ratchet up your confidence, and you ratchet up your consciousness to a whole new level, and you burn it in. So it's permanent. And that's what the 20X and the Kokoro is. So they're nonstop training, like arduous physical, mental, and emotional training done as a team. 20X is 12 hours, and Kokoro Camp is 50-plus hours, give or take, you know, a few. Um, the only time we'll – and we, do, we use a shorter version of the 20X with high school and college sports teams, right? And occasionally a, a CEO group that doesn't want to go the full 12 hours, but it's the same basic model, same training. Okay. So those are the three ways that people experience seal fit. If assuming Ryan, that they're up for the physical challenge, right? Right. If folks aren't up for the physical challenge, we have some online training. My unbeatable in the mind online course is really more of a life coaching or executive coaching thing. And, um, yeah, that's about it. Okay. Thanks answer your question? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I'm getting so fired up just, I mean, through this whole podcast, but listening to you talk about those and I mean, I'm having flashbacks to, to our <laughs> 20X experience. And yeah. I, I mean, it's just, it, it's like I told you before we came on the air, every time I think about it, I, I either learn a new lesson or reflect back on one of the numerous lessons that, as you described, it is kind of sealed in and it's etched in. And if if anybody listening is on the fence, I can't recommend it enough. Uh, it's truly a life-changing experience. Um, so one of the other questions I have for you, Mark, is, um, you know, in your book, Way of the Seal, you talk about staying front sight focused. Mm -hmm. And earlier in this podcast, we talked about uh, wake up, show up, grow up. So if somebody's right. in that showing up stage where they're trying to build the habits. Um, how do you stay front sight focused during that preparation phase um, leading up to the performance? Sure. Well, I'm assuming, you know, at this stage, you, you've made a commitment, right? And so if you've committed to something significant, like a coral camp, then um, the presumption is that you've gone through a, what I call a target selection process. And that target a.k.a. 20X or Kokoro Camp, has risen to the top. Uh, you probably had some uh, time period where you had to evaluate, do I have the time, do I have the resources, is this the right, you know, is this the right thing for me right now? And, and you said yes, and so you made that commitment, right? We talked about it at the beginning of the podcast, and mm -hmm. that's your first 20X. That commitment allows the courage to kind of flood in, and you begin to close the gap. Now, your question is, you know, how do you stay front sight focused during the training period while you're closing the gap? Well, the only way to do that is to simplify your life. Like you've got to apply the KISS principle. You might remember that from the book too. Um, you've got the target, Kokoro Camp. You, you, you know, obviously, you've got other things going on in your life, right? You've got some family um, needs and may, may have some business um, targets as well you're going after. You've got to uh, decide where this target, Kokoro Camp, uh, sits in relation to the other targets and you've um, got to proportion your energy between them all, right? And so that gets challenging if you're focused on too many things. It gets challenging 
if you're um, like, say you're trying to launch a business while you're trying to do Kokoro Camp. I mean, you know, there's two 20x challenges that you've taken on, or 20x events you've taken on. And so, you know, you, hopefully you wouldn't make that choice. So whole, the whole concept of front site focus is to ensure that you're making, you're making the right choices, you're choosing the right targets. And then when you choose that target, you're able to laser beam focus on it and get rid of the distractions from the other things that maybe were on your target list. Um, because now those don't, they're, they're not the main thing, what I call the one thing. You know, so when Kokoro is on your list, it's, it's like in your physical, mental training life, it is your one thing, mm-hmm. right? There should be nothing else you're thinking about besides training and preparing for that event. Uh, and like I said, life still goes on, but when you get up in the morning, you've got something, you know, so there's a major initiative in your day that's going to drive you closer toward mission success. And those are your tactical goals tied to that strategic goal of, of accomplishing Kokoro Camp. So, but you got to simplify the battlefield. You got to declutter your environment. You got to get rid of the noise and all the conf, you know fusing things, and just really just you know laser focus in on that goal. It's a very um, it's a very cool experience when you do commit to something big like that, because then you just realize how much your life has been uh, consumed with things that really don't matter, <laughs> and now you've got to get serious, right. right? And so you can you just start saying no a lot easier. You know all the now the friends who, you know, try to pull you off track, you know, with good intentions to do whatever, to play golf or go to the game or do this or that. You can just say, no, 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 because I got to stay focused on Kokoro Camp. I got to get up at five in the morning tomorrow and do my op I got to, I got to go for that 12 mile rock. I've got to meet my friends on Saturday and do a monster mash and, you know, and so, um, it gets easier to say no so you can focus and that's very empowering. And those skills, right, carry through beyond the Kokoro and you start to really get clear about what's the next target. And this feels good, you know, being very focused and not having all these commitments and all these things that just diffuse your energy. Right. Right. And then that's, you know, ultimately one of the keys, um, to that book, the way of the seal was to literally learn how to focus so that you're setting up uh, a, a mental framework for success so that you can win in your mind. It's hard to win in your mind when you got 27 things that you're focusing on, and you're not good at any one of them, right? right. Or you're not able to develop the skills to, to dominate any one of them. And it's hard. It's even harder to win in reality if you can't win in your mind first. You must win in your mind first, right? That, right. That, the key that, we're, you know, ultimately the key here is, you know, it's like um, imagine, you know, that we grow up with a, a framework in our minds that, um, A, it's, it's usually not our framework. B, it's not, it's not the right framework for for the future. And so we're dealing with like a rundown condo and we want to have a, you know, a beautiful freaking mansion in our minds to succeed. And so you've got to basically do some reconstruction, right? You've got to tear down the, the walls and you got, which, you know, are our belief systems, right? You got to tear down the old belief systems that are not um, going to get you where you want to go or where you need to go. And then you've got to reconstruct some new belief systems and then turn those new belief systems into habits, you know, through your actions, your daily discipline action. And so through that process, you're setting up the framework for an entirely new internal world. And in that internal world, which is comprised of your thoughts, your emotions, and your imagery, right, you see the win, right? You understand the win. You understand what victory looks, tastes, and feels like. You understand what you need to do to get there. You understand how to develop the skills to do what you need to do to get there, and you understand how to become and how to be the type of person right that can uh, mm-hmm. that can handle the win. And unless you can do that, unless you can build 
the new structure in your mind and get control of your internal dialogue and internal imagery and your internal emotional uh, life, you'll never achieve that level of success that we're talking about here. Now, you mentioned that Way of the Seal is, is I mean, that's, that's the gist of this book is to help people develop that. So, uh, you know, if people want to really dig into that, go get the book. It's a great book. But for the sake of our podcast, is there one tip or one exercise uh, that you could share with, with our listeners to help develop that or, or at sure. least start down that road? Yeah, my favorite, um, and I would say the right place to start is box breathing. You probably knew I was going to say that. Um, getting control of the breath. Box breathing is controlled breathing. Uh, it's very simple practice, but it has profound, um, a profound effect. The, f- the first level of the effect is on your, uh, um, on your fueling, right? And so deep breathing, you know, belly, diaphragm, chest breathing. This is in a controlled environment, like a training environment, um, to a count, right? So you're taking control, conscious control of the breath. So inhale to a five count, hold your breath for a five count, exhale for a five count, hold your breath for a five count. Or some people might need to start at three or four. That's fine. But you're going to be able to. You're you're going to be slowing down your breathing patterns. So that's a five ten. That's a twenty count breath. That means you're doing three breaths per minute, which is very healthy. It's slowing down and ensuring that you get a full full uh, breath of air, lots of fuel, and that you're expelling all that uh, toxic air when you're done. So right there, the, the benefits for performance are legion. And oh, by the way, the breath is through the nose, right, which helps with performance because it draws it deep into your lungs and, you know, you're getting the um, nitrous oxide effect of delivery, you know, delivering that, that um, nitrous oxide boost to your, to, your, um, to your air supply. The second level effect is uh, basically physiological control. So when you breathe through your nose, deep into your belly, you're, you know, activating the parasympathetic nervous system, countering, you know, all that fight or flight re- uh, response from kind of the low-grade stress we have in our society or anxiety or whatever. And so you're now you're getting really calm, right? And I have a lot of doctors who have been um, doing my Unbuild Mind program. They tell me they use box breathing during surgery, and it has a profound effect to help them stay really, really focused and really calm, which brings me to the third level effect. And probably the most important is that when you control your breathing, it's a, there's a link between your breath and your mind. And so your mind begins to get under control, right? It's like um, it is yoga essentially to, mm-hmm. be, to control your breathing mm-hmm. and to have that effect spill over into a controlled mind because you're really focused on you know, this pattern and it's, it acts as sort of a concentration drill. Your mind settles down. Uh, of course, it settles down also because um, every you know, breathing pattern has an associated emotional pattern and what we're, you know, this nice controlled steady breathing pattern is associated with calmness, right? With peace of mind, with clarity. And so guess what? All of a sudden we start to feel calm and clear in our minds and we can make better decisions. So, I mean, this is a, it's like carrying a nuke in your pocket when it comes to (laughs) drills. And guess what? Wherever you go, there, there's your training, right? You don't need any tools Right, you don't even need to keep box breathing in your pocket, right? Right, it's, <laughs> right. It's there, right? It's yeah, and you. and I know in the book you talk about maybe starting your day with that or finishing your day with that, sure. setting your intentions for the day. Um, so again, you know, if if people are interested in that, check out the book Way of the Seal. Um, so, Mark, I, I've got thousands and thousands of questions and I'd love to stay and talk with you all day long, but I know you have things to do. So we're going to, we're going to get you to answer two final questions. Uh, first, where can our listeners get more of you? 
Um, they can learn more about me at sealfit.com, all one word, S-E-A-L-F-I-T.com. Tons of videos, uh, my weekly blog, all of that's free. And then uh, we have online training, which is pretty cool. If, if, someone, if someone wanted our workout program, you know, let's say you wanted to train your team, then SealFit Online has all the wads that I program myself, and then we create derivative workouts from them. It's nine bucks a month, and, and you get access to that. And then uh, if you wanted more content, it's a little bit more and access to my coaches. And then Unbeatable Mind is my um, where I go really deep into all the – well, the way I say it was this. Seal Fit really focuses on the physical and mental mountains, right? You develop hardcore you know, seal-level fitness through the training regimen and the mental um, discipline and emotional resiliency right, of a Navy SEAL. And then Unbeatable Mind, both my book and my online training program there, develop the emotional, intuitional, and spiritual mountains – and the mental, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a little less focused on f- physical, right? And so a lot of people do them together, but a lot of people who aren't ready for that physical, you know, hammer session of seal fit, then, you know, they can do the, the training program we have in Unbeal Mind, which is much more of an on-ramp kind of beginner's program or, or just, it's, it's just softer, right? There's not a, as much uh, barbell work. And I don't think there's any in the first few months at all. At any rate, so Unbeatable Mind is really uh, a great, great program. And then, you know, um, I do do occasional seminars um, and speaking engagements, so um, you can either um, catch me on one of those or you know invite me to come speak. I guess that's one way to do it. <laughs> okay. Okay. I don't do many of those. I try. I try to limit that to one or two a month. Okay. All right. Now, um, the last thing we have to ask you before we let you go, we close every episode with uh, our guests' top three tips to live optimal. So I am incredibly anxious to hear. Uh, what you have to say uh, for that. What are your three best tips for our listeners to live optimal? And wake up, gr- show up, and grow up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm just kidding. Okay. Uh, <laughs> although that pretty much covers it. Yeah, I, 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 let's, let's count that as one, two, and three. Let's hear four, five, and six. <laughs> okay. Uh, start your day with a ritual that... Um, sets you up for success. So w- treat your day um, as if it was an entire lifetime, like if, if, as if this day was your day to learn everything that you needed to know to win uh, what you needed to win, to be the person you needed to be. And in order to do that, you don't, you're not going to just jump out of bed and check your email and you know race out the door and stress about traffic, you know, and... and uh, Deal, you know, and, and, and not set the conditions for success in your mind. And so spend some time in the morning um, clarifying, you know, your why, understanding what your purpose is for the day and what, you know, set an intention for uh, aligning with, you know, the purpose that you're meant to be, the purpose that you're meant to fulfill on this planet. And everyone usually has some sense of that. And if not, you need to figure it out, I think, because uh, you're going to be a lot more peaceful and happy when you can connect all your actions to this greater sense of, of purpose. And then um, secondarily, so, so I call that winning, winning in the mind starting first thing in the morning, right? Secondarily, um, develop, some, develop a, an ability to witness your thoughts, right? So this is the, also something that will come from a practice of box breathing, right, or mindfulness, right? Um, when you can do create a space between your thought and 
you, the observer, uh, then we can pause and reflect before we react and we can start to rebuild that internal dialogue that we talked about earlier where you know you can notice patterns and you can say okay that pattern right and you can trace those patterns back that pattern came from the way my father behaved right and and it's just so deeply wired in me from my early childhood and so i am not my dad and so therefore i'm going to take that pattern and i'm going to deliberately choose to not follow it anymore and instead, I'm going to create this new pattern, which is going to be much more powerful, much more positive, much more whatever, just using that as an example. And so um, developing this ability to witness your thoughts and not be merged with your thoughts, but to, to um, have the ability to constantly ask, is this, is this the right thought? Is this the right action that's going to lead me toward mission success? And wow, <laughs> talk about a sea change in your life when you can create this. Um, create this skill. And that's something we teach in uh, our academies in Unveiled Mind. And the third thing, and this is super important too, is you've gone through the day now, you've been uh, present, you've been uh, witnessing, you've been making the best decisions possible. Uh, you're seeing success because you set the conditions for success in the morning, right? Uh, but the way you uh, opened up your day and went into it. Now, at the end of your day, Take a moment, and it doesn't need to be more than three or four or five minutes, to recapitulate your day. Go back to the beginning and see yourself going through the day, what worked, what didn't. Not obsessively. I don't want you to obsess about things that didn't go right or whatever, but I want you to uh, pause at every uh, major moment and find the silver lining. Find the lesson. What did you learn from this? And if you fucked up, then, excuse my language, if you screwed up, <laughs> you can edit that out if you want. If you screwed up, then, then uh, forgive yourself and commit to learning from it, right? right? And so, you know, you do this with your journal. You might jot down two or three things you learned about yourself or about the day. And in this way, we're constantly learning, not just from in the moment, but we're learning by looking back from now that we have some perspective on it. Furthermore, it also ensures that we don't go to bed with any regrets. And, you know, uh, regrets keep us locked in the past and drain us of energy and are very negative. And so what we want to do is, like, clear the ground of any regrets. And then once we do that, we make sure that every day, you know, we go uh, into our recovery cycle, our sleep cycle, with no regrets. And we'll sleep better. Uh, our, our mental processing will be more um, clear and more uh, purposeful. And... Um, it's just a beautiful practice, you know, these bookends that I talked about and then mm-hmm. going through your day with that uh, witnessing mindset. Those are three very profound and very powerful tips. So I, I hope our listeners can put those into practice. Um, I want to touch on that second one for just a minute. Um, you talk about separating thoughts and and breaking those thought processes and, and patterns. We actually, when I returned home from the 20X Challenge, uh, I put in a rule at the gym at House of Strength that said, um, you know, I, I guess at, at the 20X challenge, if we, there were certain things where uh, we were penalized and, and the penalty was to do no handed burpees. Uh, no. I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't know if that's a secret or if I'm allowed to talk about that, but that, that is, we, we've kept. I'll just let people imagine how that's done for a little bit. <laughs> we, we've, we've kept that penalty at, at House of Strength. If you say the word, I can't, uh, you know, I believe that that is a self limiting thought and we're trying to break that that thought process and that pattern. Um, so if, if anybody in our gym says I can't, uh, and everybody in the gym has to do 10 no handed burpees. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so, awesome. so I thank I you for that. I, th- I thank you for that. 
Yeah. Hoo yeah. Awesome. All right, Mark. Thank you so much for your time, uh, and, and thanks for all that you do. Uh, you know, both in your in your days of service and and uh, with Seal Fit and Unbeatable Mind. Yeah, it's my pleasure. I appreciate it, and thanks for having me on your podcast. And let me know how I can help. Absolutely. Um, so for all of our listeners, hope you guys enjoyed that. Make sure you head on over to iTunes, give us a five star review. Make sure you tell iTunes and us how much you like the show. And until next time, we'll talk to you next Thursday. You were looking for a way to change your life. You got it.